Hello everyone. Join me, a small medium at large, as we explore the world of spirit, energy, tarot, mediumship, psychic abilities, angels, oracles, paranormal activity and basically anything downright spooky. If any, some or all of those things interest you, then you've come to the right place, my friends. I'm Melanie Mahmood, and welcome to the Spirit Level Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Spirit Level Podcast. Well, how are you doing? I genuinely do not know where this week has gone, and I also seem to have lost a day somewhere around Tuesday or Wednesday. Do you, do you ever get that? At first, I thought it might be the weather, which whilst it is a little bit cooler, it's still very close and uncomfortable. But there seems to be some other energetic stuff going on, which as an empath is really affecting my sleep. And we empaths, oh my God, do we need our sleep. So when I feel like this, I generally check what's happening, astrologically speaking, and blow me Chiron, the wounded healer who is in the sign of Aries at the moment, has been going around bringing up old wounds and emotional scars and you may, that you may think that you've dealt with or just simply forgotten about. So this means being rubber banded back to old hurts and having to face them again and heal them again. So lots of self-care and kindness is most definitely required at this time. If you too have found that you're reacting to something from the past, happening in the current or the present, take a little step back and just check in with yourself. Is this really what's happening or is this just some old residual stuff that's rearing its head for some reason? And be kind to yourself. And don't forget, a little bit of pampering goes a long way. I am a massive believer in salt baths, which not only soothe the physical body, but they cleanse the aura and the spiritual body too. And I'm absolutely loving Radox's peppermint bath salts at the moment. They smell amazing and they clear the energies powerfully and I haven't tried the rest of the the collection because I love these too much but I am going to. Also the planet of luck, good fortune and synchronicities Jupiter has been dipping back into the sign of Aquarius so expect some second chances and lucky breaks on a second time around especially for you Aquarians. And finally, in energy news, August is nearly upon us and the Lionsgate Energy Portal will be opening on the 8th of the 8th. So what is it and what will this bring? Well, it's called the Lionsgate because it happens in the sign of Leo and it brings a massive increase in cosmic energies flowing between the physical and the spiritual realms. It's the alignment of our Mother Earth with the star Sirius. And it's been recognised and celebrated since the ancient Egyptians and probably before then too. And it's when the belt of Orion aligns perfectly with the pyramids at Giza. So this means that the 8th of the 8th is a very, very powerful time to harness the universal energies to manifest love and prosperity. For those of you out there who are working on the 5D level, it's also a time of increased light codes and DNA activations. So do not be surprised if there are some powerful physical 
and spiritual happenings. Downloads will be through the roof and awakening will be on fast forward at this time if you're ready and open for it. So August is looking like a very powerful month, folks. Best buckle your seatbelts and shout if you want to go faster. Now for the rest of the show and in this week's episode... Copper Knight is the featured crystal in Crystal Corner. There will be some more of your listeners' questions. In Mr. M's Menagerie, the Philadelphia Experiment is this week's topic. In Household Hocus Pocus, Nutmeg is on the menu. And in Time for Tarot, the pages are our featured cards. So, here we go. Welcome to this week's Crystal Corner and today we're going to talk about Copranite. Now, a couple of weeks back I talked about Numite, which is the Sorcerer's Stone. It's three billion years old and it can only be located and sourced from Greenland. It's absolutely stunning and I've been trying desperately to get hold of some and it's virtually impossible because it's so expensive. Even a small stone is like 25, 30 pound. And it's just too much, I think, uh, to buy some in for the Crystal Corner store. And I saw some for sale at a ridiculous price on a well-known website. So I bought some in the vain hope that what I was getting would be Numite. And in a way, it was, but it wasn't Greenland Numite. It was Indian Numite. And Indian Numite is called Copernite. Now, it has the similar kind of mechanical and, and beautiful benefits that Numite has, but it's not as strong because it's not as old. So it's not been in the depths of the earth for as long as Greenland Numite has. So it's got a slightly different energy to it. It's still works it still does what it says on the tin so i've got some copronite in for the store and i wanted to talk about that this week so it's a very dark uh, crystal and as you know dark crystals are really good at absorbing negative energy so that's kind of what its base use is for but it's also got the ability to circulate energy and to heal relationships and promote stability. So it's great if you're feeling stuck. So if you're feeling that you're procrastinating or you're stuck in a situation or you're a bit powerless, this is the stone for you. It's very, very grounding and it's linked to the lower and the earth chakras. So it's very, very uh, protective uh, and as I said, it's very dark. So it's a dark, dark, almost black coloured stone with flashes of iridescence in it. So there's little bits of gold. So it looks like copper uh, speckles and uh, little flashes of white. It increases look and magic and assists in personal growth. It cuts also negative ties. So if you're in a, a toxic relationship, of any kind, whether it's at work or home or whatever, this stone's really good at helping you cut those ties to that toxic situation. It strengthens the aura, so it gives you that power to do that. And it's also another stone of vision and clairvoyance. So it's it's very much linked to, again, uh, connection with spirit. But like I said, it's very grounding, so it's it stops you from, you know, flying away with the fairies, if you like. On a physical level, 
It strengthens the kidneys and the brain and it guards against nightmares and night terrors. So it's really good for kids if they're having nightmares. If you pop a piece of this under the bed or under the pillow, then it will really calm that situation down. So that is Copronite. As I say, we have it in the store. Uh, it is not uh, Greenland Numite. It is the Indian Numite. So if you want to have a look, please look at the website, www thespiritlevel.co.uk look at Crystal Corner and see what you think and that's Crystal Corner for this week Now it's time for your listener questions what have we got this week Mr M? Thank you, Mel, and hello again, everyone. We have three listener questions oh, this gosh, week, Mel. Okay. Uh, the first is from Alex in Bristol, who asks, if you are not feeling well, mm. does it affect your ability to communicate with spirit? Oh, gosh, that's a really good question. Uh, yes, it does, because um, it it drains so much of your energy. If you're not feeling up to it, I would strongly suggest that you don't channel spirit. They wouldn't want you to feel unwell either. Even when you're feeling well, it can leave you feeling drained. But it can also leave you feeling quite high because the energy that they bring is such a higher vibration to ours. So you would initially get a buzz from it. But after that, I think it would flatten you. So the general advice is if you are not feeling unwell or you've got readings booked, then it's better to be honest and tell folk that you're just not feeling up to it. They'll understand and uh, you can change your appointments, I'm sure. Very good, Mel. Thank you. Our second question this week comes from David in Guildford. Um, this one's a belter. Oh, go on. Um, I've had to read it about five times. Have you? I'm still not quite sure, but I'm sure you can sort this out, Mel. Oh, okay. Okay. If you are reincarnated mm. and have previously made contact in spirit form with loved ones, yes. do you still have the ability to contact them? So, what I'm presuming from that is are, are you talking about a previous lifetime? I'm reading it. Uh, and as I said, I, I've read it quite a few times, that if you've made contact with, in spirit form with a loved one, and then somehow you are then reincarnated into a, a new form, new life, yeah, do you lose the spiritual connection with the previous loved one? Well, what tends to happen is you, your spirit family, you'll, you'll still be in that same circle. So, for example, in one of my previous lives, I had a brother called Matthew. And I have a brother called Matthew in this life as well. I think that we, our soul tribe, our people and the people that we connect with, we've connected on several lifetimes before. It could be that your daughter in this life was your mother in your previous one. That's how it works. Um, you are meant to come in touch, uh, in contact with the souls that you are on this spiritual journey with for a reason. So that's how I'm reading and answering that one. What do you think? I, I, you see, I don't know. And this is no slight on, not on David. And David, thank you for your question. As I said, I had to read it quite a few times. It's the reincarnation bit that I can understand. But then I was thinking it was severing your links completely 
with the loved ones you've previously made. And that's with. that's my point. I don't think you do sever your links. Those links are always ongoing, but they will they will continue with you on this, you know, on your next journey. I'm also not saying that all of your family or people that you may not want to to have connection with in the next lifetime will follow you. They may not, but I think certain ones do for a reason. Okay, thank you, Mel, and uh, thank you, David. And our final question this week comes from Lizzie in Derby, who asks, what would you say is the biggest obstacle you have found when doing tarot readings? Hi, Lizzie. Thank you for your question. Yeah, it's a really good one, actually. And most mainly, it's because people aren't confident. I think that's the biggest block and the biggest hurdle that most people have to overcome. And also getting too wrapped up in the exact meanings of the cards. Psychic ability and the cards are a loose tool in which to contact your own intuition. Your gut feeling and how you feel about that situation is is more important than the black and white uh, descriptions and meanings of the cards. So confidence, have confidence in what you're saying and what you're feeling and confidence in your intuition as to what that card means what that reading means and what you're picking up about that situation that's more important than being able to parrot fashion reel off what cards mean they 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 have several meanings and different layers as you know so uh yeah it's confidence yeah i think that's that's a good point mel confidence but the point you made just at the end of that each reader is going to interpret the cards Absolutely. slightly differently, yeah. I would have thought, because of the number of meetings and where the cards come out in the, whatever spread they're using. And experience with those cards. Yeah. Because um, once you get more experience and you do more readings and you get more practice, you the cards will show themselves to you as to what those meanings are. And again, like you say, it's very personal, darling. It is, and you will pick that up. You will know that when the devil card comes up in a certain situation, it doesn't mean, you know, that there's bad times ahead or there's jealousy. It actually means soulmate. The devil card is also the soulmate card. Um, and you pick thing, little things up and tricks up like that as you as you move along your journey and as you get more experienced. Super stuff. Thank you, Mel. And a big thank you to Alex, David and Lizzie for getting in touch with us. If you would like to send Mel a question or have your question feature as a three-card tarot reading or want to get in touch with us for any other matter, whether it be suggestions for show content, guests or just to get in touch, then here is how to do so. Thank you to everyone who submitted a question. There are a number of ways you can get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us via email and the address is thespiritlevel22 at gmail.com. On Facebook, on the groups, search for The Spirit Level. On Twitter, search for thespiritlevel.co.uk. We have a Twitter handle, which is at thespiritlevelu, which is a capital U. On Instagram, search for me, Melanie Mahmood, or thespiritlevel.co.uk. Or you can click on the SpeakPipe link in the episode notes and send us a voicemail free of charge. In addition, there are a number of resources for you to download and access on our website, totally free of charge, at www.thespiritlevel.co.uk. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome to Mr M's Menagerie. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode where I'll be looking at the Philadelphia experiment. 
It's a phrase I'm sure many of you will have heard and indeed have knowledge of. The 1984 sci-fi film of the same name is loosely based on the legend of the Philadelphia Experiment itself. So, what is it and how has it come into prominence? Well, accounts first started to appear in 1955 when a number of letters were sent to Maurice K. Jessup, probably the most famous proponent and advocate of extraterrestrial life and UFOs living in the United States at the time. In 1955, Jessup published his book, The Case for the UFO, in which he stated UFOs did exist and that they were exploratory craft. He also believed that ancient monuments had links to some form of prehistoric super science, in line with the ancient astronaut theory that I discussed in episode 27 a couple of weeks ago. The letters sent to Jessup, of which there were two, were sent from a person alleging to be Carlos Miguel Allende and Carl M. Allen. In these letters, the writer makes the claim that he was present at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard sometime in October 1943 when the docked USS Eldridge apparently disappeared from view. The US Navy has and continues to maintain that no such experiment ever took place and any accounts to the contrary are fictitious, without basis or fact. So what did Allende claim in his letters? Well, he claimed that the USS Eldridge was involved in a top-secret experiment and that during one of these experiments, the ship disappeared from view. Allende claims that the ship was teleported to New York, then teleported to another dimension where the crew met with and engaged with alien beings before being transported back to the Philadelphia Naval Yard. Allende claims that a number of crew were nauseous and some crew members on the return to the shipyard had become fused within the bulkheads and crew members had been brainwashed in order that the details of the experiment did not get out. Now you can see why the US Navy dismissed the claims, but like any good story, there is often a semblance of truth contained within it. So was the USS Eldridge involved in secret experiments? Well, there is no doubt that the US Navy were involved in testing of equipment that would aid in the war effort. Convoys, individual ships and the supply lines along the US eastern seaboard during the Second World War had been severely disrupted by repeated attacks by German submarines. It is known that the US Navy were actively involved in theorising and developing methods to combat German submarine and magnetic mine attack. And one of the things that the US Navy were looking at was how to construct a device that would in some way scramble their warship's magnetic signature in an attempt to make their signature invisible to submarine and mine attack. One of the techniques that was used during this time was called degaussing. Now this process involved the ships being wrapped in large metal cables and those cables then being subject to high voltage charges. A ship that had been subject to this degaussing process certainly wouldn't disappear or be invisible to enemy radar, but it would render the ship as undetectable to submarines' magnetic torpedoes and magnetic mines deployed by other ships. Allende's claims when scrutinised further also begin to look a little shaky. For example, at the time of the alleged experiment taking place, the USS Eldridge was engaged in shakedown and sea trial manoeuvres in the Bahamas although that those that believe in Landy's version state that it is more than likely that the ship's logs, which are available as a complete record of their World War II actions, have been altered and or falsified to cover up the nature of the experiment. 
So what about the crew of the USS Eldridge? Surely, in light of the fantastical allegation Elendi made, journalists, investigative reporters, conspiracy theorists, and many others would be approaching the crew to ask them. Well, as you might have guessed, they were approached, and unsurprisingly, not one of the crew mentioned disappearing and reappearing at all. However, those who advocate and support Elendi's theory claim that this is quite simply due to the fact that the crew were pressured, threatened, their families were threatened, in order to keep and maintain a silence. Finally, whilst the US Navy would almost certainly not disclose which of their warships were testing and trialling new equipment, we can make the assumption that the USS Eldridge may well have been one of the ships testing degaussing techniques, but there appears to be no corroboratory record or evidence to suggest the USS Eldridge disappeared, time-travelled or encountered aliens. Now, going back to the 1984 film mentioned earlier. In the film, two sailors stationed on a ship travel forward in time after an experiment on their ship aimed at making it invisible goes, how should we put it, a a bit pear-shaped. The ship in question is the USS Eldridge and the two sailors find themselves transported to the Nevada desert some 40 years into the future. This is almost exactly in line with what Allende has been alleging. Now, the Philadelphia experiment, when we look at it in its total, appears to be nothing more than a hoax account that over the years has gained traction and has become an urban legend. Well, that brings me to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got any thoughts on this topic or any of the other topics discussed in Mr M's Menagerie, then please send me an email to the address of thespiritlevel22 at gmail.com or send me a voicemail by you using the SpeakPipe link contained in the episode notes. Just click on the link. It's free to use, no download is required, and I look forward to hearing from you. In the next episode of Mr. M's Menagerie, we will be looking at the Great Pyramids of Giza. week's household hocus pocus i love this week's spice because it's got the most comforting flavor and it just makes you feel all cozy and warm and christmassy or should i say yule nutmeg is an excellent good luck charm carry a whole nutmeg on your person to attract good luck and fortune or you can put it under your bed to do the same and also to protect fidelity in a relationship. It's also a little less messy than sprinkling fenugreek about. Powdered nutmeg can be used to protect against negative energies, both environmental and other people's negative vibes. So it's really useful in talisman work. But personally, my favourite use is on hot chocolate or egg custards. That's nutmeg, folks. Short and sweet, just like me.
Welcome to this week's Time for Tarot and this week we're going to be having a look at the pages. So the pages are a young kind of energy. They're very vibrant, very positive and they are messengers. So they're bringing messages about the area that their suit covers. So we've already talked about what the suits are. So let's have a look at the Page of Wands. So the Page of Wands is a very free spirit energy. It's enthusiasm, it's discovery, it's wanting to explore but it can also indicate a baby or a young child of either gender. Reversed, it means there's setbacks to new ideas and a lack of direction. The Page of Cups is a messenger all about creative beginnings and synchronicities. Again, a baby or a young child with lots of love around them. Reversed, it means there's an emotional maturity and creative blocks. So again, an indication of what's happening in that spread. The Page of Swords is very talkative curious and mentally restless but energetic so that can relate again to a baby or a young person or even the sitter themselves they are confident they know what they want but on the reverse side can be a little bit spoilt so again all talk and no action haste and undelivered promises if this turns up in the reverse position Finally, we have the Page of Pentacles. Now, when the Page of Pentacles turns up, this means that there are financial opportunities and the manifestation of wealth, a new job, a baby or a young person that has a very creative personality, and they will have a creative job using their skills. In the reverse position, it means a lack of progress. There's a lack of planning or preparation happening, and it's a short-term vision. So again, it's a warning that they are the conditions that are around that situation. So that's the pages. Join us next week when we talk about the tens. that's it for this week folks coming up in the show next week green adventurine is the featured crystal and crystal corner there will be some more of your listeners questions and if you would like your question to feature as a three card tarot reading then please get in touch with us and mr m's menagerie the great pyramids of geezer how spooky is that are the topic being discussed in household hocus pocus parsley is on the menu and in time for tarot, the tens are our featured cards. A big thank you to Buzzsprout for hosting us. Our thanks to the folks at Ophonics and Audacity for their technical help. A massive thank you to my beloved husband and producer, Mr M, for his help and support. And a massive thank you to you, our listeners, wherever you may be, for your continued support and your lovely messages. Please subscribe and review our podcast. Your feedback will help us improve the show. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox or via your usual podcast provider. Please visit the website www.thespiritlevel.co.uk where you can book a personal reading with me wherever you are in the world. Enroll on one of our courses, browse the online store for the crystals we talk about in the show, crystal packs, power bracelets, aromatherapy and scented candles or you can just get in touch. We always love to hear from you. And don't forget, you can also send us a voicemail by clicking on the speak pipe link on the episode notes or via the podcast page on the website. It's free of charge and no download is required. So until next time, folks, look after each other and love and light to you all.